This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 759. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 759. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Oh, it's almost the end of May if you're listening in live time, which means for some of you, it's maybe summer, which seems so weird if you're here in Seattle, or in the Pacific Northwest, like I am summer doesn't start on a school calendar. Summer doesn't start till the middle to end of June. And weather wise, it often doesn't start till July. But I know for so much of the country, summer starts in May. So if it's summer for you already, happy summer. And for the rest of us, we're just like, you know, counting down. (laughs) We know we'll get there eventually. I also am really aware that aside from where we're at in the calendar year, there are just a lot of big, hard things going on for so many people. And it's interesting, we're coming out of this season. And when I say season, I mean, three entire years, actually more than three entire years of things being really hard and uncertain and unpredictable. And it seems like that was a really universal experience for a long time where, you know, everyone was going through a pandemic together and everyone was going through a lot of same kinds of uncertainty at the same time. And some of that we've moved past, although I definitely don't think we've collectively or individually processed all that collective trauma. Um, And 
what I'm seeing now is so many people who are very near and very dear to me having all sorts of, for the most part, what appear to be really random, exceptional circumstances that are really, really hard, hard, traumatic, extremely challenging, sometimes really life-altering experiences. Some of them are losses, some of them are traumatic events, some of them are just having to endure chronically challenging work environments that are like really toxic and slash abusive, but they can't leave because they need a paycheck. And I mean, just some really hard things, um, including death and addiction. And I mean, like big, big things. And I will say, I think I'm a resilient person, (laughs) like to a point. And then I get to this point where I'm not. And maybe some of you can relate where I like have all these tools and I'm really good at like, you know, it's kind of a hard day. So I'm going to like do a workout and like sweat it out or I'm having a hard season. So I know that I need to take care of myself in a certain way. But there definitely is this threshold that can get crossed where it feels really heavy and hard to move forward. And I've been in a little bit of that for sure. And I'm actually going to talk about this more next week on the podcast. I'm going to do a bit of a mental health update for everyone next week. It's really good timing for that. So I talked like two and a half years ago, two to two and a half years ago, I talked about my diagnosis of um, being diagnosed with general anxiety disorder and PTSD. And I gave an update, I think a year later, which would have been a year ago on kind of like what was happening and what that was like. And I'm going to give another update in next week's episode, because I'm actually in the middle of some data collection that I want to be able to share for that episode. But I will say that going through this like hard season and just feeling some lows that I haven't felt in a long time, alongside some other people close to me going through some similar lows has been really, really challenging. And so it's definitely given me the opportunity to reach out and seek some help, which I'll talk about in the episode next week um, on next Monday's episode. It's also nudged me to push some medical professionals for some like digging into some new kinds of assessment tools and asking some different kinds of questions around the way my brain works, which has all been interesting because I won't, I will say I haven't been super impressed with the care I've gotten so far. (laughs) So I'm just giving you a lot of teasers. I'll tell you about the less than stellar mental health support I've gotten recently next week. But maybe I'll have an update for you because I do have an appointment coming up at the end of this week. So I'm hoping that I'm going to have an update that's like, no, like now I have all these things figured out and I feel way better about it. But what I do know is that I've been in this season that has felt hard and I have these friends and and family members and seasons in this a season that feels really hard. And we're all in the space in really different ways and navigating through really different losses or struggles. But what I will say is that there's some things that can be done and some questions that can be asked when you're having a hard moment. And so whether your hard moment is being in something for a season, so maybe you have a newborn at home and like that is a season. Maybe you have a child going through something significant and that is a season. Maybe you're going through a professional transition. Maybe you are, you know, maybe you just had a loss. Maybe you have a relationship that's going through some sort of turmoil. Um, maybe you have, you know, maybe there's a relationship in your extended family and things blew up. Like whatever the thing is, There's so many ways that you can sit in those hard moments and make choices. And I think that a lot of times on the show, I give you tools to talk about, like, here's some tools that you can use and some choices that you can make that will keep moving, helping you move forward. And I also want to recognize that sometimes it's not even about moving forward. Sometimes it's about just like making a choice to continue to exist in this moment. 
And that's a big statement because there's people that choose not to continue to exist in these moments. And that's been something that's been really top of mind for me recently, not in terms of my own personal safety in that way, but just recognizing there's there's people that choose not to go on. And I've seen, um, unfortunately, I've seen that happen in a handful of different ways recently in terms of people choosing not to go on and loss of life being the result of that. And so... When we're sitting in those hard moments, sometimes it's really not about making the choice to move forward. Sometimes it's just making the choice to stay. And I want to acknowledge that. So I want to talk through five questions to ask yourself when things are hard today. And I also, it's really, really important that I say that I am not a mental health professional. I am not a therapist. I have a background in sociology and psychology, and I have been doing a lot of work in human behavior for many, many years, and I've been coaching for many, many years, but I am also not a mental health professional and I am not a therapist. And so if you are someone where you're like, yeah, I'm in that place and like staying here seems really hard, please, please, please seek out professional help. Please, please, please seek out professional help. Go to your primary care physician. If you don't have a primary care doctor, literally go to the nearest fire station or there's all sorts of help hotlines and we can put things in the chat to give you support around that. There's a national suicide hotline and you can just dial 988 at any time. I know from people in who really, you know, are struggling to manage mental health on a daily basis, it can be really cliche to have, hear someone say like, just dial 988. But I also feel like it would be remiss not to mention that. So that is also there. That's a 24-hour crisis, um, suicide and crisis lifeline. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids 
start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse. And so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately. And I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect. So Vinny does not like ointmenty, creamy, lotiony things on his body, but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. So with all that said, if you are in this position of like, I'm staying and I need to keep going and I need to keep moving forward because I have these children and these families and these people and these obligations and like the world expects me to keep showing up and it feels really hard right now. I want to give you five questions that you can ask yourself to allow you to stay in the moment and work through the moment and hopefully be able to start to find a little bit of peace in the moment in order to then take steps forward. So the first question to ask yourself when things feel really hard is, am I safe? Am I safe? And that seems like a really basic question. And this is actually a question my therapist had me work with a few years ago, a couple of years ago, um, when I was talking about skiing. And I was talking about how like I had this massive anxiety when I would get on the mountain. And my legs would literally start shaking underneath me. This still happens. And I've talked about it on the show before when I get on um, in territory that feels like really uncertain to me, basically anything that's not groomed, <laughs> like my legs will start shaking below me, which is why I'm a disaster on black diamonds, because it's they're typically not groomed. And, and so my legs just start to shake like uncontrollably. And it makes it a million times harder to ski when your legs are shaking really hard beneath you. So my therapist was like, I want you to do some mindfulness exercises where you check in and you check in on your surroundings. Am I safe right now? So am I safe in terms of like, are there other people around who could help me if I need help? Do I see like how I can get from point A to point B? Not necessarily all the way to the bottom of the mountain because that often doesn't seem possible at the top, but like just from like this spot here to that spot there, like a little tiny, like, can I make one turn? Can I traverse over there? So are you physically safe wherever you are? That's the first question to ask yourself. And are you emotionally safe? So safety is not just about physical safety. It's also about emotional safety. When we are talking about checking in with that question about, am I safe? I think when we're like, you know, skiing or doing something adventurous, it's easy to say like, yes or no, am I safe? But I think where we don't give ourselves the opportunity to really sit in this question is when we are experiencing a more chronic condition. So sitting with a newborn in newborn land, um, maybe experiencing postpartum depression, maybe being in a chronically toxic work environment, maybe being in a chronically challenging family situation or family dynamic or friend situation. 
sometimes there's not emotional safety in those situations. And I've actually been in this situation in the last couple of years where there's, I've been in a relationship that was not emotionally safe for me. And that's been a really interesting and tricky thing to navigate. And this is a relationship that I can't really fully get out of. So I have to consistently check in like on what's my emotional safety in this relationship. And that's been a really tricky thing to navigate. And there's times where I feel like, yes, I'm emotionally safe here. And then there's definitely other times where I'm like, I do not feel emotionally safe with this person. And I have to limit and be careful about monitoring how I engage with that person because there just is definitely like an ongoing lack of emotional safety. And it's not a person that I have the option to like never engage with again. So I want you to ask yourself, when things are hard, am I safe? And if the answer is no, then what do you need to do to maintain safety? Because that's like very much the primary, primary thing that needs to be addressed. So the second question is, what do I need for safety right now? So maybe you are like, okay, I need to get from point A to point B. I need to get, you know, across that literal mountain to like this point where I'm with another person. Or maybe it's like, I need to, you know, move my desk at work, or I need to make sure that I'm not alone with this person. Or I need to make sure, you know, if it's a child situation, I need to make sure that I have, you know, a medical professional to support me with my kids' special needs. Or I need to make sure that I have like a partner who who is supportive and will tag team with me. Or I need to make sure that I have a teacher who's on board. So what do you need for safety in a certain situation? And what do you need for emotional safety? So I know one of the things that I needed recently when I was just in this moment of feeling like so many people around me were struggling in such pervasive ways, I needed for emotional safety a way to not feel so in it all the time. And one of the things I did, and this is this is going to sound ridiculous, and you're going to maybe roll your eyes and maybe you'll laugh because I've talked about this before. I went and bought a puzzle. (laughs) So on a Friday afternoon, after spending most of the day in tears, like, you know, when you have seasons where like you feel like you're just like about to cry over the course of maybe a few days or a few weeks or whatever, like I'd had these moments where like the tears would well up and I'd be like, maybe I need a good cry. And then like they wouldn't quite come. And then like the dam broke on this one particular Friday and I started crying and I literally started crying. I mean, I hope you appreciate this. I started crying because I couldn't get some forms from a doctor's office to download online. And I had had to call tech support multiple, like three times to say like, hey, I know I'm supposed to fill out these forms. I can't get them to download properly. So therefore I can't fill them out. And I've tried this three times and this feels like a cruel joke. And I feel like I'm being punked, which is literally what I said. (laughs) two of the times of the three or four times I had to call. I was like, I feel like I'm being punked right now. And the last time I called that third or fourth time, I was literally like, like sobbing. And I felt so ridiculous because I'm like, pretty sure no one else has ever gone to the doctor's office, like sobbing. Like, you know, when like you can hear the snot coming out of your nose, it's like the gurgly snot coming out of your nose. That was me. Like I had to like sniff a lot. Like it was not like I could like quietly invisibly cry behind my phone. I'm like, this person definitely knew I was crying because I could not download these forms. So the dam broke and there was like no holding back for the entire rest of the day. (laughs) I remember going to pick the name from school after, after crying all day long and wearing sunglasses. And I remember being like, I'm just so grateful it's sunny out today because it would be weird if it was raining right now and I was wearing sunglasses and I, my eyes are like so red and swollen right now. So I had my cry that I really needed to have. 
But what I needed for emotional safety that day was like something to just let my mind wander and escape. Like things had just been too hard and too heavy for too long. So I got Vinny home from school, took off my sunglasses, (laughs) and I told my husband, I'm like, I'm going to walk up to the bookstore. We have this really cute bookstore um, right down the street from us. I'm like, I'm walking up to the bookstore and I'm getting myself a puzzle. And it was like what I needed for safety was having just something little and simple to bring me some mental ease. And it sounds ridiculous to be like, yeah, like my my safety was a puzzle, but it really felt like what's the one thing I can do for myself right now that just feels like it will, it's something that I can manage that I can control that is like allowing me to like just continue to exist in this season that feels so incredibly hard that I can't run away from that I don't have any answers or solutions for. And it was going and getting a puzzle. So I went and got a puzzle and and I came home and my husband was like, do you feel better? And I was like, I feel a million times better. And I will tell you, I'm recording this now. I have like barely, like I opened the box and started taking out some edge pieces. I've barely gotten to work on it at all. But like knowing that it's there, that gives me the emotional safety because for me, that's a place that I can escape. I can go escape and I can do my puzzle and I can like sip my bubble water or my tea or a glass of wine or like whatever the thing is. I can have my snacks and I can just like freaking put in a podcast about reality TV and in my AirPods and just like let the world go away for a minute. So that is what I needed for emotional safety. Now, what do you need for safety? It might look really, really different for you. If you're in a place where you feel physically or emotionally unsafe, what do you need for safety? So it might be journaling. It might be talking to a friend. It might be needing to get out of a certain environment. So recognizing like, what do you need for safety? What does that look like for you? So that's your second question to ask when you when things are hard is what do I need for safety? If that first question is like, actually, I'm, I'm not feeling emotionally or physically safe right now. The third question to ask yourself is, what is working for me? And I had a moment last week on the day of the tears where I was like, nothing, nothing's working. (laughs) And I feel like I'm pretty good at being when things go sideways of being like, okay, this went wrong and that went wrong. But like, still, like, you're so lucky you have this and that and like all these other things going for you. And you have like so much, you know, so many other things that are working out in your favor. But I was definitely having a day and I've been in a bit of a season where I'm like, yeah, nothing, nothing's working out for me. So where can you stop and recognize what is working for you? And I actually had the opportunity to get on a call today with my business coach, my business coach, who is also my speaking coach. And I went into the call with like, here's some things I really want to work on. And we played with some things together in terms of things I want to do in the next six to seven months, the rest of 2023. And it was so interesting to talk through her with her I had kind of made some notes in advance like these are some things I want to do and they feel possible they feel exciting they feel one of the things I said was like they feel like they'll be really nourishing to other people but they also feel like they'll be really nourishing and the work that I want to do right now I need it to be nourishing to me just like it is to the people that I serve and so and I will say like this podcast is one of those things it's like it's nourishing to me and it's nourishing to you a lot of the speaking work that I do is nourishing to you know the people that I'm working with the one-on-one work I do that's like there's reciprocal nourishment there because when I get to work with people in a certain way that really really fulfills me so if you're on my if you get my emails, you're going to see some stuff coming out in the next couple of weeks where we're going to let you know some of the things that we're doing, but there's some work that I really really want to do that's work that really lights me up that is fun and it's deep and it's creative and it's work that I haven't gotten to do a while in a while. PS, it involves in-person events and 
I really want to do some of that in the next before 2023 is over. If you don't get my newsletters and you want to like, if you're like, I need to know what's going to be happening with this, you can just go to shamelessmom.com slash newsletter. That's shamelessmom.com slash newsletter to get our emails. And then you'll notified as soon as I start kind of sharing more. But I was able to see in talking with my coach, like, okay, there's a lot of things I don't have control of right now. There's a lot of things that just feel so heavy and hard. And it feels like we've already paid our dues for the heavy and hard things, but apparently not all the way. I don't know. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So the things that I want to hold closest to me right now are things that I need to feel this like reciprocal nourishment around. Like I'm giving people the things that they need, but that's also really fulfilling my nourishment needs. And the things that we worked on, I feel so excited about. And that allowed me to tap into what's working for me. Like my work is working for me in a lot of different ways. Me knowing how my work works for me, that's working for me. Like being able to acknowledge I know that I'm at my best when I'm doing X, Y, Z. That is working for me. The other thing that's working for me, and other moms will appreciate this, is my kids' baseball. And so on Friday, when I was having my tear meltdown, I was like cry laughing or laugh crying. No, cry laughing. So I started out crying, very upset crying. But then I was laughing because I told my husband, I was like, I feel like the only happy thing in life right now is baseball. Because watching Vinny play baseball is something that he is so into. And I get to be with some of my really close mom friends. And we watch our kids play baseball. And it is like, equal parts hilarious and hysterical in good and bad ways. And like, it's, it's a lot of drama. 
sometimes it's traumatic for these boys. There's a lot of tears in baseball when you're 10 years old, but I love, love, love going to baseball. And so that's working for me, like having this fun thing that we get to do as a family, having also be a place where there's the opportunity for socialization and being with other parents who I really love and adore, with these kids who I love and adore, that's working for me. The weather has been really great in Seattle, which is not typical this time of year. Like oftentimes May and June can be just disgusting and it's been really sunny. That's working for me. So recognizing right now when you're in these hard moments, like what is working for me? And sometimes it can be the tiniest thing. It can be like, peanut butter you know like I got to have some peanut butter I'm one of the things I'm loving right now is peanut butter English muffins which like haven't been in the rotation for quite a while that's working for me so it can be a really little thing or it can be a bigger thing like some of the work that you're doing that's really fulfilling or maybe a relationship that really lights you up right now so identifying what's working for you the fourth question to ask yourself when things are hard is how can I hold space for seemingly opposing things. And this is the one that I think can be really tricky. I never want us to bypass the things that are hard. If we bypass the things that are hard, then we don't live in our bodies. We live in our heads. We stuff our emotions. And by the way, I'm really good at all of that. And so we stuff our emotions and we don't deal with the things that really need to be dealt with. And then that ends up coming back to bite us down the road. And so it's really important that we learn how to hold space for things being really hard, really heavy, really, you know, sad, really anger and rage, like holding space for those feelings. And then also feeling like grateful and joyful and giving yourself permission to have fun and finding beauty in simple moments, holding space for those things together at the same time. So important and so hard. One of the things I've been doing in the morning when I walk Vinny to school is taking pictures of flowers in our yard. So when we moved into our house, there's all these flowers that come up and we moved into our house like 14 years ago. There's all these flowers that come up in the front yard this time of year that we don't ever do anything with. Like we're My husband has become a bit of a gardener, but like we're generally not super gardeny people. But the stuff in the front yard, it just like happens every year. Like we don't do anything. It just like shows up and it's like poppies and peonies and little mini rhododendrons. They're probably called something else. Maybe they're azaleas. I don't know. But anyways, they're gorgeous this time of year. And so I've been taking pictures in the morning of, I call it yard art. And I've just been taking pictures of yard art. And it's just literally like the flowers that are popping up and recognizing like today's a hard day. And also there's something beautiful in my yard and like holding really intentionally being like this and this, these things get to go together. You aren't only going to focus on the hard things. You're going to honor the hard things because we're not bypassing them. And then you're also going to recognize that like, oh, the poppies are finally blooming. Like this is, I love the poppies blooming. This is a big deal to me when the poppies bloom every year. So holding space for both of those things and honoring both of those things at the same time, really, really important. And then the last question to ask yourself is what can I do to nurture my needs? What can I do to nurture my needs? So I touched on this a little bit in terms of like, what do I need for safety right now? So if once you've found safety, so for me, like recognizing like, okay, my means of like finding emotional safety at the end of a really hard week, at the end of a really hard day and crying all day was like, I'm going to go buy a puzzle. Another thing was like calling a medical professional, like or not calling, but like scheduling an appointment with a medical professional. That's what I did for emotional safety when I was really feeling like things were unbearable. But what can I continue to do to nurture my needs? So this is the fifth question. What can I continue to do to nurture my needs? And I want to invite you to think along the lines of rest, play, fun, and joy. I'm going to say that again. Perhaps you can nurture your needs through rest, play, fun, and joy. 
and why I'm giving you those really specific instructions or specific ways to nurture your needs is because I think that sometimes we put like little band-aids on where we're like, I'm going to like take one nap or I'm going to like do one good thing for myself, one helpful thing, one thing that nourishes me. And I want to invite you to routinely return to these forms of nourishment. And we've talked about this before on the show. And we talk about this often when we come into summertime and we talk about summer bucket lists, which will, I've done multiple episodes on summer bucket lists. So I probably won't do one this year because we've done it a few times. But if you Google Shameless Mom Academy summer bucket list, I teach you and walk you through exactly how to build, build out a summer bucket list. If you are looking for like, what are some of the things I can really do to integrate rest, fun, play, enjoy this summer that's just for me or for my family. I talk about how to do it both ways. But when we're thinking about nurturing our needs, where can you routinely return to rest, play, joy, and fun? And how can you make this part of like that you don't have to get to a critical breaking point to integrate rest, play, joy, and fun, that it's something that's routinely integrated and that you pay attention to the fact that it's happening. So I'll use baseball as, as an example. I don't like intentionally book baseball. Baseball is just on our schedule. But what I am intentional about is that baseball is really, really fun for me. I really like doing it and I know why I like doing it and I know why it nourishes me and I'm very aware of like what it fills for me in my life, like that place that it holds. And that gives it more meaning for sure. And I will say I've had to miss a couple games and I felt like very upset. <laughs> like a couple of parents were like, oh, you don't have to go to the game. Like these games are long and the kids get all upset sometimes, like whatever, it can be a lot. And I was like, no, like I'm so sad I'm missing the game. So I know the place that that holds in my life. When you know the things that nourish you, you know to return to those things. Or if they're already like in placeholders, like things that are pre-scheduled, like a baseball game, like your kid's sports uh, schedule, then you can see that like that nourishment is scheduled. It's already there. So what can you do to nourish your needs? Some of those things might already be pre-booked for you. And then others are going to be things that you're going to book for yourself on an ongoing basis. One of the things I've committed to this summer again is doing another triathlon. So I'm getting back, like I'm getting ready. I've gone out on two runs again. I haven't run in a while since hurting my knees a little bit skiing. So I've done two runs. Like they went, the first one was a little iffy. Second one was way better, but that's nourishing my needs because that was such a great escape for me last summer. I really, really enjoyed and like to such a surprising degree, enjoyed getting back into triathlon training. So I'm really excited to do that again this summer. Another thing is like I booked a trip with a girlfriend and that's kind coming up in a couple weeks. I have a puzzle going. So like whenever I have a puzzle going, it gives me a place to like immediately unplug at the end of the day or have a transition activity so that I really can like let work go. I have it up on my dining room table. I have a little puzzle table, this like puzzle tabletop thing. So I just have it sitting there and I can go work on it for like 15 minutes before dinner or 15 minutes after dinner or whatever. Walking the dog in the sun is nourishing my needs. So what can you do to nurture your needs on a really regular basis? This time of year, I start eating lunch outside and eating lunch in the sun. So how can you think through what that means to you? And that's going to look different from one person to the next, but really conscientiously doing that in ways that are happening organically that are booked like baked into your schedule and then ways that you are making sure that you intentionally make it happen like that intentional nourishment and the organic nourishment like both of them are can be happening simultaneously so those are your five questions question number one am i physically and emotionally safe question number two what do i need for safety right now if you don't already have it and if you do have it just recognizing like what is it what do you need and what do you need to maintain question three what is working for me Question four, how can I hold space for seemingly opposing things, like things that are hard and difficult and awful and also beautiful moments and things that you have gratitude for? 
And then number five is what can I do to nurture my needs on an ongoing basis, specifically through rest, play, fun, and joy. So I hope this episode has been helpful to you. If you know a mama who's struggling right now, please, please, please reach out, share this episode with them. And please know that I'm in this with you always. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wannabe Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.